Welcome to Chilling with Teddy G, an authentic black channel empowering the black community and capturing the modern day black reality through investigative journalism. I'm your host, Teddy G. Starting your locker natural hair journey is oh so rewarding, but can be extremely stressful when you start to consider what products to use. If that's you, then look no further. Locklicious is a black owned company that has created an all natural product line for locked and loose natural crowns. The Locklicious team works hard to ensure that their products are free of parabens, phthalates, sulfates, PEG, synthetics, and other toxic chemicals you find in other products. Best of all, the products are lightweight and will not leave residue or cause buildup. Go to locklicious.com to start treating your crown like royalty. to all of my melanated kings and queens, my brothers and sisters in Africa as well as South Africa, and to my large listening audience around the globe. I welcome each and every one of you back to another episode of CWTG. As you know, I'm Teddy G, your host, and on this channel, ladies and gentlemen, you know we talk about anything and everything with absolutely no sugar, no frosting, and definitely no mayonnaise. So y'all go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte, or whatever it is you prefer to drink, and join me for the next two minutes, ladies and gentlemen, as we talk about these two Atlanta law enforcement race soldiers has finally been indicted in the death of Jeremiah Robinson, who was shot 76 times. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's unbelievable. Now, if I'm correct, I believe they shot at him over 100 times. <clears throat> but subsequently, he was uh, fatally wounded 76 times. Now, we're going to get right into this story, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as we uh, do some housekeeping, because you know it's a must that we keep the studios of Chilling with Teddy G. Our dirty laundry must be done by the Copyright Disclaimer Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Non-profit education or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into this story. Now, this uh, modern-day lynching from these uh, um, law enforcement uh, race soldiers in uh, Atlanta happened, ladies and gentlemen, back in 2016. And these two uh, law enforcement uh, officers... Excuse me, because I definitely didn't mean the word officers. These two law enforcement race soldiers shot a man a total of 76 times, killing him during a police raid at the victim's girlfriend's apartment in Georgia. Now, finally, on Tuesday, a grand jury in Fulton County indicted those two uh, police officers in the 2016 death of uh, Jeremiah uh, Robinson. Now, according to the... Uh, AJC.com. Now, Eric A. Hansey, uh, Assistant Chief Inspector with the United States Marshal Southeast Regional Fugitive Task Force, and Christopher L. Hutchison, a Clayton County police officer who was working as a task force officer with the United States Marshal Service at the time of the uh, tragic incident, were charged with two counts of felony murder for the death of Robinson. 
And all I can say is it's about time. But that's the way it always always is when we're dealing with Native Black Americans or people of um, a melanated persuasion. It takes years and years and years before justice has even been sought. We ain't seen justice yet. It's just been sought at. Okay? We're still going to have to go through a lengthy trial and... We know all too well how some of these trials can end up. We're still going through with a major trial with Ahmaud Arbery right now. They're going through the final stages of this trial with uh, Kyle um, Rittenhouse. And uh, there's another major trial going on right now. Plus, we're dealing with the uh, tragic death of Colin Powell and... Uh, uh, we just had a tragic uh, 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 event happen, uh, a mass killing by a stampede of uh, um, concert goers at a Travis Scott concert in Houston. So there's just so much happening right now. Uh, right now, I'm trying to keep everything, uh, uh, keep you guys abreast of what's going on. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we finally seen some justice or the start of it in this uh, uh, mur federal murder trial. Now let's go to uh, Indisputable and uh, and get some more updated information on this story. And police charged with murder. Yep, a murder that took place in 2016 has finally, finally, seeing some semblance of justice. Let me take you to Atlanta, Georgia. Now, I was deeply involved in this case from day one. I've stood with the family. I've had rallies, protests. We've talked about it on my various platforms leading up to this moment. Let me put up a picture of the young man they killed. This is Jamarian Robinson. A grand jury on Tuesday returned an eight count indictment against two law enforcement officers in connection with the 2016 killing of a man shot, how many times? 76, 76 times they shot at him about 100, 76 times, okay? Jamarion had no weapon, he had no gun on him. He was shot 76 times. Uh, this was during an attempted fugitive arrest in Atlanta uh, metropolitan area. Okay, Eric Hines, let me start here. Eric Hines, uh, who is an assistant chief inspector with the US Marshals Southeast Regional Fugitive Task Force and Christopher Hutchins, a Clayton County police officer that's in the metropolitan area of Atlanta. They were working on the task force together. They were formally charged with felony murder aggravated assault, burglary, making false statements and violation of oath by a public officer, according to the news outlet. Now, those are two cops involved. You have a federal agent, a US Marshal, and you have a police officer local. There's a third officer involved who should be charged, but he's dead, he died. And the truth is, the one who has already expired is the one who was the most egregious 
he shot the most times. It gets deeper. Let me put up a picture of the Marshall director. His name is Ronald L. Davis, obviously. This guy was appointed by Joe Biden. This is a new administration. The reason why I want you to remember him is because he will be responsible for changing the policy of the US Marshals. It is now at his door. There's a local policy for most police agencies in metropolitan Atlanta to wear a body camera. No body camera was involved in this, you know why? Because it's against federal policy to wear the body camera. So local police officers who would normally have on a body camera, if they are part of a federal task force, as in this case, the task force was led by the US Marshals, they abide by the US Marshals policy, no cameras, none. After all of these bullets flying to an apartment, killing an unarmed black male for a fugitive warrant, according to the narrative, Somebody went according to the narrative. Now, let's talk about that just for a quick second, ladies and gentlemen. Now, federal law enforcement agencies like these U.S. Marshals are not required to wear body cam cameras during these uh, seizures, during these raids and during these uh, 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 serving these warrants. There's a specific reason for that. Okay. And if you ask me, shooting at one individual over 100 times who has no weapon, I think that's a very good reason why they do not want video footage. You shot this man 76 times. 76 times. You loaded over 100 rounds. We don't want nobody cam footage of that. We don't want them to see our wrongdoing and how we are uh, um, uh, exercising our duties. That's plain enough for me the reason why they are not required to wear body cam footage. But they want local law enforcement and, and, and uh, uh, state law enforcement are required to wear these body cam footages. But oh no, if you have any dealings with federal agencies, Oh no, uh-uh. Not only do they got qualified immunity, they got privileges such as this right here where they don't have to wear body cameras when they're um, doing these raids. I, while he was dead and put two more bullets inside of his body while standing on top of him, that's according to the forensics. Wow. This is egregious. This happened in 2016. It is finally getting indicted now, okay? Let me give you some more background to this. A medical examiner's report said Jamarian Robinson, who was 26 years of age, was shot 76 times by police on August 5th, 2016, when officers tried to enter his apartment. Law enforcement believed Robinson was the man responsible for pointing a gun at Atlanta officers and fleeing, according to authorities. Now, this is why it's important for you to understand this. They thought he may have pointed a gun at a cop. So they went in, guns blazing. How dare you point a gun at another officer, right? That's the idea, that's the sentiment, that's the attitude they had. We'll show you about pointing a gun at a cop. Let's be very clear, he's innocent of that crime. 
You know why he's innocent of that crime? Because he haven't been proven guilty. Because you're innocent until proven guilty in the United States of America. Exactly. He was innocent. They killed an innocent man. No doubt about it. It gets deeper. It was not immediately known if Hines or Hutchins, uh, Hutchinson had lawyers who could comment on their behalf. Attorney Gerald Griggs, um, who was actually close to the family, uh, could comment on their behalf. Attorney Gerald Griggs, who was close with the Robinson family, said the family celebrated the decision, which they've been waiting for, uh, waiting on for five years. A U.S. Marshal Service spokesman has said officers were attempting to serve warrants on Robinson uh, issued by Atlanta police and Gwinnett County police in the Atlanta suburbs. A private detective hired Robinson's mother, uh, hired by Robinson's mother, uncovered evidence of gunshots fired straight into the ground where her son's body was lying. Robinson had been a college football player at Clark Atlanta University, my alumna, and Tuskegee University, and had no criminal convictions. How did this get to the place of indictment? How did that happen? Exactly. How did it happen? Exactly. The former DA, his name was Paul Howard. Paul Howard said the federal government refused to hand over important information that they needed to proceed with a grand jury indictment. He was telling the truth because he eventually sued the federal government because they refused to hand over that information. He lost his reelection bid to Fonnie Willis. Let's put him the new DA. Fonnie Willis is the new district attorney of Fulton County. When she was running, her campaign said, hey, we are going to do something about this swiftly. A former Fulton County DA Paul Howard um, said the investigation into the case was blocked by the officers, okay? Refusal to cooperate and the absence of a body camera. But when Howard lost his position to Fonnie Willis, the new prosecutor promised swift action and that is exactly what happened here. Now I already know some of you when we post this on social media and other places, you will say, well, why was he pointing the gun at the police? You know, the reality is he wasn't. There's no evidence, there's no trial, there's no due process. There's no jury to, jury to convict because there's no person living. And in the United States, you are innocent until proven guilty. To all of you who believe in the Constitution and you uphold the due process clause, understand that due process was taken away from this young man. It is simply an accusation of what they believed. They believed this is what he did. But yet, ladies and gentlemen, they have no proof. No weapon was found when they shot him. He had no weapon on him, okay? He wasn't allowed due process, or maybe in those uh, law enforcement race soldier eyes, he was uh, given due process when they uh, modern day lynched him at the apartment, okay? You know, ladies and gentlemen, this has happened all too often in all of these law enforcement agencies. If they feel that you have... Uh, tussled with an officer or resisted arrest, in his case, pointing, pointing a gun, allegedly. Okay, uh, they, they're coming for you. And they're coming to make sure that you don't make it to trial. That's right, you heard me say it. 
That's their only reason for you to tell me that you shot at this man over 100 times. You had you had no intention to take him nowhere but to the morgue. That's it. That was your intentions. That was one of the reasons why they enlisted local law enforcement. Because you can't tell me they didn't have enough U.S. Marshals to uh, uh, execute this warrant and, and uh, uh, handle this raid. No, because what he supposedly done was to a local law enforcement officer. Supposedly. Allegedly. We have no proof. Now we have no trial. And I guess we'll never know whether he done it or not. So I'm in agreement with Dr. Richard when he says that um, we don't know if he done it or not. All we know is that they served a warrant and gunned down what we can actually call, not allegedly, but we can call an innocent man because he was not allowed due process. Not allowed due process. Let that sink in so you understand the significance behind killing someone when you have absolutely no evidence whatsoever. Attorney, 70 some bullets, some reports will say 59, um, some reports will say 72. The reason why there's a discrepancy is because there were so many bullets that some ricocheted inside of his body and inside of that apartment. That's why the numbers have variables to them. Uh, but what are your thoughts here? Clearly excessive force. But what is so important in this case is the type of indictments coming down on these officers. It really shows the progress and the willingness DA has to indict officers. Because you know, in George Floyd's case, Derek Chauvin, his highest charge that he had was a second degree unintentional murder charge. Here they're charging felony murder. That is a first degree charge that could result in a life sentence for these officers. I would say that's almost unprecedented to charge felony murder against an officer in this case, because it requires the DA to show that the officers were committing a felony when he died. So they're gonna be arguing the burglary that they entered the building in order to commit a crime and doing that when there is a death, it's automatically a felony murder. I haven't seen a charge like this against police officers. It's definitely creative. It's definitely gonna have more sentencing against the officers. And if it does result in a conviction, it can be an example of how these types of incidences are charged in the future. Yeah, yeah and that's exactly what happened, okay? They then, as you heard me uh, uh, give my comment, my commentary on it earlier, that's what their intentions was. To go in here because they, you are not going to live when they think that you have assaulted a police officer in some felonious type of manner, in this case, allegedly pointing a gun. They had no intentions, I guarantee you, on... on um, bringing this man in alive. This is the reason why this many shots was fired. And then you heard what the uh, um, um, 
happened in the autopsy that they testified that two shots were at point-blank range. After the man was shot, after he was down, someone stood over his body and pumped two more in him. We're going to make sure that he never goes to trial. And that's exactly what's going on in this case. Now, Jamarian Robinson's uh, mother, she speaks out uh, in this uh, um, case where the uh, grand jury has uh, finally made the decision to uh, indict these officers on uh, federal um, first-degree murder charges. Let's go in here uh, from uh, his mom. But first, the Fulton County Grand Jury indicting two law enforcement officers in connection with the 2016 death of Jamarian Robinson. He was shot 59 times as a U.S. Marshal Task Force tried to arrest him on outstanding warrants. It is a story we first broke on 11 Alive News at 5. Paolo Soro picks up our coverage tonight. And Paolo, what is his mother saying today about the grand jury's decision? Well, Sheba, you know, Jamarian's mother, Monteria Robinson, had a birthday just yesterday. She says today's indictment was a gift from her son. In it, a U.S. Marshal and Clayton County police officer were indicted on eight counts, including felony murder. I know I have to be his voice. My son was treated inhumane. Day after day for five whole years. Ontario Robinson has talked about wanting justice for her son Jamarian. Tuesday afternoon, she says part of that mission was accomplished. All the hard work and effort that I put in I finally got the resolution that I wanted. So now it's on to the next phase of this. The Fulton County Grand Jury indicted U.S. Marshal Eric Hines, who's based in the Atlanta area. His charges include felony murder, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, first-degree burglary, giving a false statement, and violation of oath by a public officer. The grand jury also indicted Christopher Hutchins, Clayton County police officer, who at the time of the shooting was serving on the U.S. Marshal Fugitive Task Force. He faces the same charges as Hines. They took my son life, so they need to feel what it feels like to be taken away from their family. Five years ago, U.S. Marshals tried to arrest Jamarion in East Point at the request of Gwinnett and Atlanta police for two separate incidents. <laughs> While there's no body camera footage, because at the time, federal policies didn't allow U.S. Marshals or local police assisting them to wear them, the medical examiner's report showed what came out of it. Jamarion had been shot 59 times, leaving him with 76 gunshot wounds. But it's all the Jamarion Robinson stories that are not being covered, that are not on people's radar, that are really, really important to growth in this society. So Tuesday's indictment, Monteria says, came as an answered prayer. <laughs> I missed him, and I'm not going to stop fighting. I'm not going to give up. Now, we reached out to the U.S. Marshals and the Clayton County Police Department, and neither agency would comment on it tonight. And while formally charged, the Fulton County District Attorney's Office says warrants are not issued until the indictment is processed by the clerk. We're also expecting to hear from Ontario again tomorrow afternoon outside the courthouse. Of course they're not going to give a statement because they do not want to... Um tell you the truth okay as long as they can paint them a narrative which is what they're going to try to do to get these officers off because they um believe me ladies and gentlemen they are willing participants in what these uh, uh law enforcement race soldiers did all right let's just tell it like it is they they are co-conspirators because i can guarantee you they had a briefing before they uh, try to uh, serve this warrant. 
and they always say uh, the best witness in the case against them is a dead witness, especially one who, uh, in their opinion, allegedly pointed a gun at a um, law enforcement officer. Excuse me, race soldier. Let's keep it in its proper perspective. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with all that being said, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of, uh, of CWTG. It's greatly appreciated. I ask y'all guys to uh, hit that follow button and hit that like button and follow this channel and keep up with these stories, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to keep you up to date and we're not going to paint no false narratives. You're going to get the true, raw reality of what's happening out here to uh, Native Black Americans and to uh, melanated individuals. Because things like this was happening every day. And, and these uh, new uh, grassroots black media outlets are reporting on this, on these uh, incidents. Not just Chilling with Teddy G, but there's many other ones out here that I recommend that you go subscribe to. So you don't get these painted narratives that lamestream media wants to uh, always put out there. These ABCs and NBCs and CBS and NSCBS and... All of these stations, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, want to paint these false narratives behind these uh, modern-day lynchings of uh, Native Black American people. I want to thank you all again, and as I tell you all the way at the end of the show, please, y'all, we're living in a new normal now, okay, which is requiring your outer gear to stop these uh, variances and these viruses from um, taking our lives. So wear your face masks, wear your face shields, wear your gloves, wear your shoe coverings. Take care of your immune system. Wash your hands for 20 seconds or more. Keep them sanitized on a regular basis, especially if you're out and about. Okay, and as soon as you come in, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out for some ex extended amount of time, remove them clothes immediately and put them in the machine. Don't lay them around so these uh, viruses and germs can fester. Get the machine washed. Get yourself bathed up and freshened up before you decide to relax and chill in your home to help reduce the spread of this virus. I tell y'all these things because I love each and every one of you. And loving you guys is my food. And Teddy G is hungry each and every single day of his life. And until God grants me the opportunity to address you guys again, I bid each and every one of you peace, love, and soul.